Hello and welcome to the Transformation Gold podcast. It's great to have you with us today. I'm your hostess, Nicole DeVincentis, and today is Sunday. And there was a, a, a coaching call that I was on, actually a couple of them this week, that brought up a big question for, for people who are moving through the shit I just said shit on Sunday, (laughs) who are moving through the shit on the personal and professional front. And here's what I'm going to tell you before we, before we get into today's topic is changing, (laughs) let's just call it what it is. Changing your life is hard (laughs) and whether you're, you're expanding what's happening on the professional front, you're changing it, you're doing, you're building a new career, maybe you're re-entering the workforce or you are breaking the current model of what's happening in your personal life or you're ironing out the creases of drama and chaos, everything that you have to do to get it done is actually very simple, but it's not always easy. And so (laughs) when you're moving through it, you know, I think the more personal development you do and the more podcasts that you listen to, everybody has a different spin on things. And the tendency is for you to go inwards and you're doing, you know, internal work when all this is happening. But you have to also be very aware of the fact this is maybe you don't have to. This is going to help you is you have to know your endpoint and how to pull yourself out. It's very simple to get lost inside of your head and you can spend hours upon hours upon hours inside of your head and questioning yourself and this and that and you end up into a mental tailspin and never making any progress and you're exhausting yourself before you ever even take any action. So wherever you are in that space, uh, one little trick that you may find very helpful is when you're doing that internal work is you can, you're allowed to operate on a timeline on it, meaning you're allowed to spend an an assigned amount of time. If you're a person that adheres and understands structure, or you find that that grounds you and it helps you to gain some traction, you know, not everybody does well in like the visionary and ethereal, let me just kind of see where this thing is going and one thing leads to the next. Some people respond better to structure. And if that's you, you know, work in the areas and use the tactics and the strategies that are going to help you during this season while you're adapting and while you're changing yourself. So put yourself on a timeline. As silly as it sounds, I'm going to spend 30 minutes here thinking about my current situation. And when the 30 minutes is over, I'm literally going to go do something else. That may be a very powerful strategy for you to use to pull yourself out of a mental tailspin because what inevitably happens, I know what happened with me, I've seen it happen countless times with other people, is that if you're, if you like to think, let's just, let's just say it that, or you are prone to like, I really want to do the best here, like anything like that you will end up overthinking a situation and creating a shit ton of problems and overanalyzing yourself and creating, you know, these quote unquote truths about yourself that are actually not true. And things that are very, very simple, you will make them more complex than they need be. And all that's going to do is create a lot of frustration, a lot of disappointment because you're not going to gain any traction. If and when you spend too much time 
thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking, you're inevitably going to be creating problems that weren't even there to begin with and inventing a whole bunch of things because you're just trying to put meaning on why you do what you do when it may not actually be as difficult or as big of a challenge as what you think. Okay, I know somebody out there needed to hear that message. So, you know, put a timeline on it that may help you pull yourself out of that mental tailspin. But today's conversation, we're actually going to be talking about something that's pretty cool. And it's a question that you can ask yourself that as you're navigating a a huge amount of internal work, typically what will happen is the things that were important to you before are not as important to you anymore or you will find that the more internal work you do the more you outgrow people and this can be so incredibly lonely because it's literally like you're playing a video game and you're moving up to the next level only you don't have any of the the people with you from before you know there's like new challenges there's new obstacles there's new scenery like everything is new and it should be exciting but you don't always have the same people with you not everybody grows with you some people literally get off the elevator when you're still going up and i remember what that was like and it is it's sad in a way it's almost it's almost like uh Yay, I know that I'm growing, but oh my God, it it just feels like there's deaths occurring or constant loss occurring and I get it. I mean, it is just, it has actually happened your whole entire life. You just never were as aware of it as you are now. Now you simply just have increased sensitivity and receptivity. I mean, like you're aware and you're ready and you actually want to have probably a group of people, an inner circle or a team who's gonna be marching forward with you. And sometimes what's gonna happen is when your personal growth starts to go on like supertronic speed, the people, unless they're doing the same amount of personal work that you are doing, they're simply not gonna be able to keep up pace with you. And all of a sudden you're like 80 miles down the road and they didn't even like put their seatbelt on yet and, and get in the car. I mean, if, if, if those analogies help you to understand what that feels like, I get it, I've been there, and I don't have any words of wisdom except perhaps to ask you one question, and that's the title of today's podcast, is does your external life match your internal? And I word it that way on purpose. I don't say does your internal life match your external. I say, does your external life match your internal? Just kind of chew on that for just a quick little second here. And there's no judgment behind it. It's not, you know, are you keeping up with the Joneses, blah, blah, blah. This is not really meant to be a shameful. But what I'm saying is, as you start to increase your level of personal development, And especially if you are somehow on a walk with God, whether you read biblical principle in some other format or you have a committed relationship on your faith faith journey with God, everything changes. Things that are important to you, as I mentioned, are no longer important to you. And you tend to have more, I think, pure commitment to bigger and greater things rather than the short-term gratification sort of things. 
Does that sound like it's hitting the right spot? I mean, is that happening for you? Here's what happened to me. This is like a number of years ago. And, um, you know, for those of you who are new on this podcast, uh, I, I'm building what's actually like a second career or a second life for myself. And I come from a nursing background and I had built a house, a brand new construction, big, beautiful home and was working like crazy amounts as a nurse. And I knew in the back of my head and in my heart that I wasn't gonna be working as a nurse forever. But I never knew what the next thing was that I was supposed to be doing. So how do you actually change your life if you're never sure, like what is it exactly that I'm gonna be doing next? I just know that this isn't really working out for me, but you know, this is where my people are, this is where my money's coming from, now I have this house, this is, this has, you know, built me into the person that I am. It's largely responsible for the skill sets that I have. How, like, now what, though? But I remember one day, one of my mentors, as I started my own journey of changing things so that I could have the model in my head of what I wanted, not the stereotypical family of we're going to be in this neat little suburban area. I wanted something which certainly my family had never seen before, had never had before. Most people that I know have never had before, but I've kind of heard about it, you know, either on social media or wherever. And I mean, it was, it was much deeper than that, but just to give you just some like, you know, tangible things. And all of a sudden I heard that, or one of my coaches had asked me that question, does your external life match your internal? And I remember standing in my kitchen looking around and it almost felt like I was a visitor or a a person in a foreign land in my own kitchen. Like for a second there, I felt like I actually didn't belong. Like, and I remember answering the question clear as day. No, it doesn't. What was happening on the inside did not match the model that I had built on the outside in this physical, tangible space. And then you can obviously take it one step further is that the stuff that was going on in my relationships and how I was managing money and not managing money or this, that, and the other, like every area of my life, like it didn't match what was going on inside. I was actually building a much stronger person inside and not like oh I'm strong woman I mean like foundationally like at my core I was building something completely new and it didn't match what I had done up to that point and it's so humbling because you're just like now what now what am I gonna do all right I got myself into all this stuff there's financial investment here I spent all this time and money and effort you know to build this thing and I'm not a quitter like in any way shape or form I've never quit really on anything I'm one of those long-term commitment people and it was this stark realization that this didn't work this wasn't gonna get it and I tried so many times in so many different ways to see if I couldn't somehow mold or change this model. You're gonna have to excuse me, I'm outside um, taking a walk and there's just a little bit of traffic here. Um, But I tried to take the current model and fit it into the person that I was becoming and it actually and honestly didn't work. So, 
all I can tell you is that if you're at that place, you, you're actually on point. <laughs> I don't have any other words of wisdom. I don't have words of consolation for you other than the fact, you know, of maybe validation that you're not going crazy, that if you're finding that you're not able to make movement or progress or traction um, or see any form of results, it's because sometimes the current model honestly doesn't work anymore. You actually need either a new vehicle or something which is new, and that's where your emphasis has to be, has to, has to be, period. And sometimes you have to put things down in order to be able to carry more, right? Just like if you're in the grocery store and you don't get a cart and you're, have you ever done this before? You go in there to get two things. And then the next thing you know, you're like, oh my gosh, oh, eggs for me, like, oh my gosh, eggs are on sale. They're only 88 cents. Well, I need two of those. But now you have to be extra careful while you're carrying these eggs and you don't drop them. But you still have, you know, like the couple other things that you went in there to get. And then you're walking and like all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I need this. Oh my God, I forgot that I needed this. And then there you are. You're trying to like balance and do all these things. And then finally you're like, oh, but the one thing that I came in the store to get, like I need to get it, but I, I don't have enough room in my arms. I'm going to drop the eggs and blah, 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 blah. Like that's the same exact analogy that in order for you to be able to pick up what it is that you really want or that next thing, you have to put things down. And it's that simple. It's your empowering yourself to make that executive decision, especially if it involves other people, especially if it involves things that you have spent a tremendous amount of time and or money and or blood, sweat, tears in order to be able to make or create. And I get it. And it can be a totally rough road. Like it's, it's never easy going through that and, and breaking that current model, especially if there's people involved. I, I, I understand it 100%. Here's something that will help you is that I believe there's something called temporary teaching angels. And if you've listened to earlier podcasts, you'll, you'll remember my speaking of one woman in particular. But I believe that God always sends us angels. And I call them temporary teaching angels because they're not supposed to be in your life forever. They come into your life to teach you some lesson and never to usually punish you. you know, I think there's people who come into your life and they, turn, they teach you a big lesson and sometimes they check your ass and, and it usually is painful. But the temporary teaching angels are not like that. Temporary teaching angels come and they usually somehow demonstrate a very high level of love but they're not always meant to stay, right? God will always send you what you need. <laughs> Just sometimes he's asking you to put things down in order for you to, to take on the next mission or the next assignment. Or if you don't have that belief, then it's time for you to come over here and, and go into your next station. All right, so they're always going to show you. They're always going to show you little, you know, examples of yourself. A lot of times you'll see yourself reflected in the person across from you. But the temporary teaching angels, they leave. And when they leave, they leave rather abruptly. And it's hard because it creates a void. I get it. <laughs> right? Anytime there's relationships involved, it always, it's always hard. But 
if I can allow you, step back up out of that muck and mire and come and let's put on your CEO hat for a little while. I try to give you some examples to help you navigate your path because uh, that are clear like black and white because it's much easier when, when you are trying to make high level executive decisions. And this is not heartless and this is definitely not talking about how to handle yourself when you are in what I believe is the covenant of marriage. That's something that's totally different. So there's gonna be concepts that will apply to that relationship, all right? So just hear some of the pearls. But if we coach and I'm doing, you know, a couple's situation here, I handle the covenant of marriage, not in as black or white of terms on all levels as I do with anything else. The nature of people who I coach are very, very high level achievers, high level performers. Big goals, big dreams big action on all fronts. They may have all different personalities, but they have these big, big set of wings. And there was a podcast that we did, you know, a couple, it was a couple days ago now to thine own self be true and is getting to know like your underlying personality type. And the only thing that I can ask you to consider is that you have your personality type, okay? And you have the things that you're passionate about. And you have, you have to know the beast. You know, is it going to be, I don't know if the word is good enough for you to be in this mold, in this, in this corner, if you would, like pigeonholed, or do you, do you require now something which is going to allow you to expand, right? So does your external world match your internal? What is it that you're building? Are you doing things merely just for immediate gratification, right? And here's where like the mental tailspin can begin because now you're going to start like, well, maybe I'm this and maybe I'm that and maybe I'm this. This is actually one of the reasons why I like having the role of God and biblical principle in my life because it's very easy to take a turn in a different direction that takes you away from who you are truly inside, and it can conflict with your values and it can conflict with a lot of different things. And sometimes you don't even know who you really are inside until you work through some of the bullshit and do that personal development. And it gets like an onion, like you're peeling this back and you're like, oh my God, I thought I wanted this, but it, it's actually this. Or perhaps you haven't given yourself permission to dream about what it is that you do want. <clears throat> But what happens is that who you are really inside, it always comes to the surface eventually. It's just whether or not you let it to fully, you allow it to fully manifest. And until you do, like, it's just going to start to come out weird. Right? So sometimes you can get, it's very easy to get off course. And if you think about how easy this is for something to happen, if you think about a ship, all right, talking about going off course here and how easy one little decision or one little action or one little movement, how significant it is over time, is if you were to be on any type of a boat, or if you don't like, to, if you don't like sailing because it makes you sick, then put yourself on a plane, okay? You're on some kind of vehicle. Work with me, people. <laughs> that if you were, say, let's say we're down at the end of uh, the tip of Miami, all right? So we're in the southern part of the United States, and you were going to go to 
South America, all right? So you set the navigation course, and let's say that by whatever chance, instead of going at, you know, this latitude and longitude and these degrees, you see like your navigation was off by maybe five degrees. Well, when you first take off from shore or from your starting point, those five degrees are actually negligible. But if you get out five miles, you get out 20 miles, you get out 100 miles from your starting point, that mere five degrees, when you continue on it, it actually takes you so far off course from what was actually your original destination. That's the power of small. And that's actually pretty cool when you start thinking about it, that when you do take small action, you can actually course correct. When you do take small action, over time, you get yourself into a completely different place. And that can be positive or that can be negative. So as, as far off course as you think that you are, if you're not a rip the band-aid off <laughs> type of a person and you like to do smaller bits of action, you can totally do that and go back on the track of where you want to be. But sometimes there's going to be a, a situation at hand that you what, what you have is not workable anymore. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't match the person that you are on the inside. And sometimes you need to just honestly begin anew. I don't know where that place is for you. I don't know your heart. Only you know your heart and only God knows your heart. But if you can start to ask yourselves, not the question, not any old question, in order to get like the right answer, you have to be certain that you're asking the right question. And oftentimes it's not the question from inside the forest. You've got to be able to step back and look at the whole entire view and say, hey, does the external match my internal? Or what's trying to come up in my internal? Because usually your external environment is just a, is a manifestation of what's going on inside. So if you have a very disorganized outside physical environment, it usually is a representation of a very disorganized inside. I know the creative people, you know, I always mess here, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. But what I'm just saying, we're talking about organizational leadership here. And if you're going to be in the leadership role, that system of disorganization may work for you, but it tends to not to not translate out well for the individuals who are going to be on your team. People respond to structure. Okay, so as you're building, okay, and this could be something simple. This could be you're doing team building, all right, and that's why you're on this podcast. Or this could be something more advanced. You are actually revamping your whole entire life. Does the external world match what's happening on the inside? then you're going to know how far off due north you actually are. And it doesn't mean that you then have to change the external. You continue that internal work and eventually what will happen is it's going to be so powerful from inside of you, the external will then eventually match your internal. But it's just as you're making these realizations that you're like, oh my God, oh my God, no, oh my God, no, oh my God, no. And that's a process of triage. Oh my God, no. Oh my God, no. <laughs> but 
But here's what's so here's what's so fun about it is that I guarantee you if you're at this point and you understand what's on this podcast, the person who's on this podcast probably wouldn't have had that same level of recognition six or nine months ago. That's been my experience personally, but also with the individuals that I coach, that every single time you graduate your personal level of development to a new level, there's new lessons, and then there's a new teacher who's in front of you, and that's why you're here. It's so bizarre how I think about these topics sometimes, like I just feel like, oh, somebody needs to hear this message, and then here you are, so welcome. (laughs) Welcome to your come up. The work is simple, it's not always easy, but in order to get the right answer, you've got to be sure that you're asking the right question. All right, so here's here's an application point for you. It is Sunday, um, you know, and and by now, if you've been on these podcasts for a while, you know that, you know, you know where my heart sits in terms of God. He will always answer you. He will always give you an answer to your prayer. In fact, just yesterday... I was uh, speaking with one of my dear friends and I was talking with her about how myself as a coach, should I continue to coach men? Um, There was a a pastor who was teaching me a long time ago and said something, and maybe I misunderstood it, I should probably go back for clarification, but he said, you know what, women should not be teaching men. Like that role, like it's, it's a backwards role reversal thing. And I can't remember the exact context, but that was the takeaway. And it's always played, you know, like the back of my head. But at the same time, I also know that I'm a very excellent communicator with men. I know that I've been groomed that way, but it's been a natural gift that I've had for as long as I remember. But I've really been struggling with this as a professional, like building out my business aspect of this. Like, should I do this? Am I stepping out of God's, you know, line? You know, all the times in the past in my life that I have not, you know, walked that line with him, like shit has not worked out well. It's been catastrophic. So if I'm going to be building this thing on purpose, should I continue to do this? And we're, you know... I was just telling her this is where I'm at. And so what I did was I prayed for like four different things. I prayed for wisdom. I prayed for receptivity. I prayed for sensitivity. And I prayed for direction. Those four things. Because honestly, I I didn't know where else to turn. And I don't want to get so far off of course, right? That all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, now this is just not working. This is not good. Okay? So whatever that's honestly that's like where I'm at in my mind so just this morning and this was this was totally unsolicited and unpremeditated that one of my coaching clients just voluntarily said I'm so glad that you are a woman coaching me and then went on to list the reasons why it's beneficial to have a woman coach and I'm telling you like I believe that God answers you like clearly And that's what he does. And he always does. It's just whether or not you're putting yourself in that position to listen. That's all. And when he speaks to you, like, there's nothing else that you need to say about it. (laughs) It's just like, like, if you watch The Wizard of Oz, and because, you know, in my mind, there's like all like movie quotes and like show tunes and stuff in there. And it's like, remember from The Wizard of Oz where he's like, the great Oz has spoken. 
right? And that's kind of like how it is with God, except, you know, there's not all like the man behind the curtain and there's not like all the flames jumping up. It's just like God speaks to you and it, the sentence ends with a period and it's quiet. You don't need justification. You don't need any other like permissions or explanations or, or trivial details. Like this is just what it is. Okay, you asked and I'm showing you. And in the closer you get with him, and I found that when you, you pray those four points out, like I'm asking, and this does not even have to be a fancy prayer, like, dude, I, I need, please give me wisdom, give me receptivity, sensitivity, and direction. Like, he does. I mean, and that's it. Especially if you are looking to walk within his will for your life. He's not gonna he's not gonna mess around with that. He's ready for you. He, all you have to do is ask. Yeah, of course I'm gonna show you. Here's here's how you do it. This is what I want you to do. You're on point. Green green means go, okay? And walk with it. And the same thing will be with for you. So for me, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I'm so I'm so tight with God because there's times in my life where I, I don't know where to go. I don't know all the answers. You know, I know high levels of leadership. I know high levels of personal professional development. But every single person, no matter how high you go, you get to like a climax and you're just like, okay, now what? Like, I, I almost have, you know, fear to, to step off because you have that fear of God. And that's the purpose of it. But then that actually puts you in closer communication with him and puts you at a higher vantage point because as you go and as you acquire more responsibility for people, you always have to have a, a higher authority to default to. And you want to be sure that as you're leading people, you're leading them properly. It's real simple to get caught up in some of the, the I think, like the, mis, the mistwisted, you know, teachings of today. And especially if your feelings are involved in the, like, it can be hard to find that do more. And that was really one of the reasons why I took the path that I did is because I was seeing a lot of discrepancies between, you know, what, within my own family tradition of what does loyalty actually mean and, and where's the cutoff between right and wrong? You know, where's the cutoff between, you know, being an enabler or a doormat and just showing love? You know, where, where is, there has to be a clearer line, you know, coming from a nursing background, like it's just like dedicated and, and like ridiculous amount of giving, but there has to be, there has to be a line with how much you put out in order to, to be able to continue giving at that high of a level. So I went seeking, you know, a lot of different truths, you know, how this whole marriage thing, you know, I was really not satisfied with the caliber of man who was in my immediate vicinity and my family you know I come from Italian family it was always very much like who are you dating are you dating and blah 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 like you go through all this stuff and I was always trying and what I learned is I didn't quite communicate like I, I just I was lonely I took myself off the dating scene because I was just like fed up with that and figured there has to be something on the internal that I've got to fix. I'm like dating the same guy over and over and over again, just in a different body. And trying to communicate that level of frustration with my family and 
I, I approached it wrong. The question I was asking was wrong. It was always, you know, I don't understand why I don't have anybody. And like they went through the battery of list, you know, like keeping yourself looking pretty and are you are you dropping little hankies to show your interest and da 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 and like mashing myself down in order to fit the needs or the wants of men at a certain level, but I, I wasn't supposed to be in that place. Does that make sense? Not that I'm better or higher or whatever, but I wasn't surrounding myself with the same quality of man of who met my values inside. And it was it was hard because now I'm taking relationship advice, getting back to the point at hand about fighting truth, I'm taking relationship advice from everybody in my family who had been divorced, which was everybody. And now they've got a very skewed perspective on what it's like to go like, so my goal was actually like, I, I don't want everybody to be, I don't want to be divorced. Like I actually, I want to stop. I consider this to be a family curse and I want to break this curse and I want to change the trajectory of my family on this marriage front. And if that means I'm the one that's got to go out there and figure out and find out what the truths are and begin the teaching so that my nieces and nephews don't have to go through any of the dating bullshit that I went through. And then ultimately, you know, the marriage and that ends in like catastrophic divorce, then I'm willing to do that. That was actually the initiative that I took. I don't think any of them know that. But that was, that was what I decided. And the place where I found truth on how, how marriage is viewed and how, you know, how does a, a woman from today's world navigate in society and how does she live with her man? But then on the flip side, like, what's the man's role in all this? And it was only, I'm telling you, like, I would be the farthest person away from ever looking things up in the Bible because I didn't understand what I, you know, some, like, reading the Bible could be like reading Shakespeare until you learn the language. It, you're just, like, reading all this, all these words, and they don't make sense. So I, I was involved with biblical teaching to explain, like, what the hell is this? And you know when you're receiving information that is true. That's all I can say. It's not just validating. It is truth. And it clears so many things up. And when you're in that situation of like, holy shit, does my external world match my internal? And the answer is no. You got to know, like, where's your barometer? Where is due north for you? And that's honestly what empowers you to be able to handle and make executive decisions on the career front but it also empowers you on how to handle things on the relational front and sometimes when you are changing relationships or cutting off relationships or you know however that translates out or you're dealing with you know the, the elephant in the middle of the room that it, it helps if you know how to be an instrument of peace. You're never going to have, you know, control over people's feelings, but it helps if you know how to be an instrument of peace. Right? And when you're grooming your team or your family to live at a higher standard and understand, you know, maybe, you know, certain cultural traditions, they exist as traditions, but they're not actually in alignment with God's word. <laughs> I mean, that kind of shit does not go over well when you're challenging family tradition. It just doesn't. 
but you have to know how to command yourself and be able to draw people into your peace rather than allow yourself to be sucked into their chaos. And that whole element of commanding your emotionality is fine and good until you face that situation where it, it strikes at the heart of who you are. And you have to have some backup force and something infusing you with that ability to still maintain that, that right and wrong, no matter what the situation is at hand. And you know who has your back all the time, even when you're standing by yourself. And so that's really why I encourage a lot of my people, <clears throat> if you're new to this podcast, about considering that possibility, you know, of, of who's this other person in your life, you know, is it God, is it spirit, is it, is it somebody that's going to be able to walk that walk with you and take you to your quote unquote promised land, like whatever, whatever that is. You know, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't inhibit you, it doesn't clip your wings, let me say that. Like, there's a lot that goes into it in terms of, um, you know, delaying, delayed gratification in a lot of ways. But that's life, right? Anything that you, that is really big, that you aspire to have or achieve is going to require you to give up short-term gratification for long-term gain. We see it in the fitness world with maintaining, you know, your nutrition, I don't call it a diet, but it's maintaining your uh, nutrition, right? If you're in a relationship <laughs> and it's a committed relationship, it's long-term, not immediate gratification with somebody that catches your eye. It's long-term, long-term commitment to that commit that person that you're in a committed relationship. And I guess tangent to that, especially if it's your spouse. Because, of course, not everybody that you're in relationships with, friends, family, you know, whomever, are, they're not meant to be in your life forever. They just, they, for whatever reason. You see what I'm saying? And so that's really one of the, the, the lenses that to help you shed some clarity on things. Because it, it can get real muddy as you're navigating that and you get lost inside of your head and it can be hard to find your way out and you can get into a total mental tailspin. But when God speaks to you, it's always very calm and it's very clear. And you really have no other words after it. It just the sentence ends in a period. And it's the same thing with the question on this podcast. The answer is simple. Does your external world match your internal yes or no all right make it a great day i'm gonna talk to you next time happy sunday to you